Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. I just got to say, every single time I listen to that, I think of, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a sneak preview into what recording that entire intro was like. We were all huddled over like two different microphones and my mom was like trying to say what she said and then like we, and like, I, I don't think we had any idea exactly what we were doing if there was a more productive and or efficient way to like do that intro. But I think back to like, we were all just like huddled around our microphones, just trying to like, okay, don't breathe into the microphone while mom's saying her part. And then, you know, we just, we tried to find something that was cute and funny. And to this day, it still makes me smile every single time. It makes me smile too, because, and the reason when we wrote it, this wasn't the original opening. Yeah. And then we, we played around mom with a couple. said something and she cracked up and I'm said, oh my God, you have to leave the cracking up in. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. So. Um, hello everyone. Welcome to dad's daughters and dollars. I'm yes, Caitlin. I'm Sean, the dad, and this is the daughter. Um, <laughs> Have you ever heard I'm, I'm, I'm of an ETF? Uh, I want to say yes, but I think I'm confusing it with something to do with uh, Bitcoin and or just uh, cryptocurrency. It is a financial thing. Um, Hopefully on this show. <laughs> I don't know how many people in your generation know what an ETF is. I don't know. If, is that a company? No, it's called an exchange traded fund. Okay. And it's called that because it's traded on an exchange like stocks are. Okay. okay. So here's the difference between an index fund, which is a mutual fund, and an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, which is traded on a stock exchange. ETF share prices, they fluctuate throughout the day. So they're bought and sold throughout the day. Mutual funds, so if you buy... You and I both have the Schwab Total Stock Market Index Fund. If we say, okay, that day I'm buying $200 in the Schwab Total Stock Market Index Fund, and we buy at 10 in the morning, and here on the West Coast, the stock market closes at 1 o'clock our time, 4 o'clock New York time, we get whatever the price is at the end of the day at 1 o'clock. So if if at 10 o'clock it was $2 cheaper, like, oh, I wish I'd got it $2 cheaper. But at 1 o'clock, it's $2 more expensive to buy that one share. That's what you get. Okay. You get whatever the price is at the end of the day. So if you have an ETF, is someone making those decisions for you? If you have an ETF, so that's with an index fund, which is different than an ETF. If you have an ETF, you can buy at any time during the day up until the stock market closes. So there are ETFs that are index funds. Okay. So they're not mutual funds. They're called exchange-traded funds because they're, they can be bought and sold nonstop throughout the day. So some, you could literally do this. Go, I'm putting $1,000 into the Vanguard ETF that covers the S&P 500. And it, I bought it at 8 in the morning. And at 9 in the morning, I sold it all. And at 10 in the morning, I bought it back. Mm-hmm. And at 11 in the morning, I sold it all. Okay. You could do that. 
So what? you're in charge of an ETF. If you have an ETF, you're in charge of it. If I wanted to go get an ETF after we made this show, I would be in charge of making those decisions. Correct. Okay. Now, a lot of people will invest in an ETF and just whenever they buy it, whether it was at the end of the day, the top of the day, they don't care. And then they go about their business. They just want to but keep. But it's, it's a very active form of investing. It's more active. Or it can be more active. It, it can be more active. In some cases, it's considered passive. So, you know, I always try and do pros and cons and the cons are coming. <laughs> I can feel them because I can look at the little sheet you've printed out. <laughs> All right, so the ETFs are bought and sold during the day, whereas a mutual fund or an index fund, which we like on this show, trades only once a day when the market closes. ETFs have lower expense ratios than stocks. Mm. So in many ways, they're like an index fund. So I'll give you an example. If you had the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF, so it's basically covering the index of the S&P 500, but it's an exchange-traded fund. The expense ratio is 0.03, really cheap. That's like yeah. $3 for every $100. Oh, mm-hmm. no, it's $3 for every $1,000. Got it. If you had the Vanguard Just Index Fund, that's a mutual fund, and it's the S&P 500, and they both are covering the exact same thing. That expense ratio for Vanguard is 0.14. So it's four times higher. Yeah. That's still cheap based on the overall, what the brokerages charge. Right. But an exchange-traded fund, that 0.03 is much cheaper. All right? So the biggest difference between an ETF and an index fund, ETFs can be traded throughout the day, whereas index funds are only bought and sold at the end of the trading day. So it's very much a mutual fund. Right. All right? So sometimes ETFs will have a lower minimum investment. So you and I have talked about this with Schwab, which is the company we both use. When we have an S&P 500 index fund or a total stock market index fund, we can open the account with $0. The account could be open for a month and then you finally put in $1. Mm. And the account's open. With Vanguard, if you're opening an index fund, the minimum is like three grand. Okay. With the same index, S&P 500, or total stock market, if it's an ETF in Vanguard, you can open it for the cost of one share. Oh. Yeah, so if the cost of a Vanguard 500 um, ETF was $49, that's all you'd have to have. Okay. And now you would own one share. Oh, okay. All right. So... It has some benefits if you're with the company Vanguard. If you're with Schwab or Fidelity, all their index funds, all their ETFs, zero commissions, zero minimums. Yeah, so Vanguard is just likes to. Vanguard is an excellent, excellent company, and they're not expensive because 0.14 is a lot cheaper than anything else. But at Schwab, one of the reasons I stay at Schwab, their S&P 500. Basically, if you go to Fidelity S&P 500 index fund, Schwab S&P 500 index fund, or Vanguard, they're all basically giving you the exact same thing. Well, okay, so we actually discussed this at a um, previous episode, and I actually didn't switch it over, but I have money in the Schwab total index S&P 500, as well as the Vanguard, but it's the Vanguard through Schwab. Correct. Um, The Vanguard through Schwab 
does cost me a little bit more, even though they're essentially just the same thing twice. Exactly. So I should essentially move the Vanguard. However, provided it's in a retirement account, I I believe it is. Um, If it's not in a retirement account, should I not? It's just not worth your time. If you move it and it's not in a retirement account, you will have to pay some taxes. You'll you'll have to sell it. And then rebuy Schwab. And then rebuy Schwab. Yeah, that's what I'm a little bit nervous about because I don't know how much I would lose or stand to lose. But um, the the reason I bought, I think they were just things that you suggested. And so I was invested in that and it was fine. Um, but the one thing I was nervous about was because it's compounding and it constantly reinvests the dividends, uh, part of me is like, well, so how many of those dividends that I have earned are not quite yet a year old because if it's not a year old it's not a long-term thing i've held correct but that only count oh i see what you're saying right i don't know if i'm confusing that and this is also completely going off the the but you could go into your schwab account and see the last time you invested in vanguard the actual date the actual and if it's over a year it won't matter if it's if dividends have been reinvested, right? Okay, it it won't matter. Okay, if it's over a year, but if it's in the brokerage account as opposed to the retirement account, you will have to pay some money to transfer it over. So that is something I will be doing after this episode. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ETFs, ETFs across the board. You know, Vanguard still has a really good rate, but you are still paying just a little bit, a tiny bit more for their index fund. Okay. But it's still a spectacular company. There's so many people that are really wise, wise people but that so have become millionaires. We're talking about ETFs, not right. index funds. Correct. And ETF is but not I was a kind comparing the two so you can see the difference. You remember we talked about Jack Bogle. Yes. Who basically started Vanguard, right? Mm-hmm. He also started index funds. So, but this is about ETFs, though. Was Correct. There, do you have anything? This is, we're getting there. Okay. This is what Jack Bogle said, the difference between traditional index funds and exchange-traded funds, which are ETFs. Traditional index funds are passive funds owned by passive investors. ETFs are passive funds owned by active investors. Got it. And active investing, which basically means trading regularly, is trading and speculating. And trading and speculating, as he said, is losing. Yeah, well, because you're you're not letting the money work for you because you're trying to make decisions that, like, as if you're getting ahead of it, and there's really no way to do that. Exactly. You're trying to be your own money manager when 90% of money managers don't actually really do better than the market or something like that, or 90% of them fail. It's like 95% of them, at best, tie the market and don't beat it. And the other 5% beat it. So you go, well, I'll just go with those 5%. They change every year. Right. Well, so it makes me wonder if um, FANG uh, is like if money, you know, market managers, money managers are investing in FANG and if that works at all. FANG was also an episode that... We did previously um, and it was uh, FANG standing. It's an acronym for Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix and Google. Yeah. So just using that term, it makes me wonder um, if the 5% use that. But that's getting off topic. So when Jack said that um, ETFs are passive funds owned by active investors, this is why. You can buy an ETF on margin. 
which means you can borrow money to buy the ETF. If it drops in in value, you now have to make a deposit into your margin account. In addition, you're going to have to pay interest on the money you borrow. So So I think this was an issue that was happening with Robinhood. Yeah, and it was happening with Bitcoin. Right. Everybody was trying to short sell. So ETFs can be short sold. So when people are just impatient and they have to go, this was a, the last two weeks in my job were terrible. I'm just going to try and do a big hit. And what, what if I made $8,000 today? I'm going to just roll the dice, borrow money on this ETF, $1,500. If it drops, I make 8000 This will be great. And then it doesn't drop and it goes up and you get burned. You can't do that with a regular index fund. You can't buy it on margin. You can't sell it short. What ETFs do is they encourage people to speculate. Right. And speculation to me seems like, you know, the more emotion you put in the market, the, the, you're hurting your chances more. Correct. If that's your philosophy, but also it seems like you have a lot of the facts to back that up. Now, granted, there are people that buy ETFs from Vanguard, Schwab, whatever it is, and they don't, they just buy, and then 30 years from now, they're going to take the money whenever they retire or whenever they want to buy their vacation house, whatever it is. Right. And they're disciplined. But if you have a regular index fund that was either investing in that same S&P 500 or the total stock market index, you don't have the option to play. You could certainly cash it in and take your money, but you don't have the option to sell short and to do it on margin and play all these games where you're speculating. You might as well go to Las Vegas. With an ETF, you have that option. There are people that are disciplined enough that will only invest in ETFs, and they're just going, I'm just buying the total stock market ETF from Vanguard, and I'm moving on. And in 30 years, I'll see you. You know, so they're smart. Yeah. But it doesn't encourage people to do that. So essentially, you can make an ETF as close to an index fund and, and as passive as you want it. Correct. But uh, the point is, is you do have a bad work day one day and you want to get in there. And you get emotional. And you get a little emotional, yeah. I've definitely been through that in the past um, like month or so where I go. Because there are people on TikTok, actually, that advertise... Um, like making pennies on the dollar, but they're like, yeah, I made $500 today. And making $500 in a day seems pretty attractive to someone who maybe is making minimum wage and they're my age or they're just getting out of high school and they know they're going to take a gap year. They're like, I want to make $500 in a day, you know, instead of making what? I make $10.50 an hour at uh, the pizza shop and I'm working there for four hours. Like it's, there's, um, it's definitely an attractive thing, but... You could also just have the same thing and not worry about it. Right. Have it in your back pocket. Do an index fund instead. So are there any other negatives to an ETF? Well, you have- I'm going to give you one last quote that Jack Bogle, creator of index fund, said. He said, ET- and now listen, he eventually left Vanguard and there's a new person running the company. So Vanguard now has ETFs there. But if he was still in charge, now he's passed away a couple of years ago, he would have never had ETFs there. Right. But- He said, ETFs are the greatest financial innovation of the 21st century and the worst investment innovation of the 21st century. So he's basically saying it's all marketing. ETFs encourage people to take risks and speculate. And he said, trading is the broker's friend and the investor's enemy. So every time someone trades, there's someone's got to- The broker is making money, yeah. Exactly. So- 
I, I, you know, the summary of the show is you can do well with ETFs. Make sure you're always checking the expense ratio. And for the most ETFs, they're really low. Some ETFs do change, do charge money per um, transaction. Like I think it's Betterment and Wealthfront choose a 0.25 management fee. Wait, what's Betterment and Wealthfront? They are both online brokerages. Okay, so that's something that's like a Vanguard. Well, Vanguard, you could go physically to the building, I think. Well, okay, but the point is is that like that's another place you could do it at because I've never actually heard of those places before. Right, but they charge a management fee, so I wouldn't recommend going there for the ETF. Right. I wonder who their customer base is, whatever. But it would be people who say, I know nothing about money. I'm just giving you money. Handle it. Make it do grow. Okay, yeah. I know All people right. who do that my age. So the bottom line is, you can do well with ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, but because they encourage you to trade throughout the day. And if you have discipline and you don't, you'll be okay. But if you do take the bait and you trade throughout the day, and they're coming up with some insane things. So you can have an ETF that's just for emerging markets, an ETF that's just for foreign international markets, for big markets, for small markets, for whatever. There was an ETF that came out, I don't know how many years ago, called the Emerging Cancer Fund. Okay. Who would want to invest in that? Now, that has since gone away, but it was the newest flashy thing. I don't know if it was like people that had drugs that were going to be, oh, if you invest in these drug companies, they're going to cure cancer and you're going to make millions of dollars. It wasn't great to get in on the bottom floor. And of course, all the people that put their money into that did not do well and probably lost their money. So the idea is be more conservative when you invest. Don't go for a home run. Go for singles and doubles, and you'll be just fine. And then maybe one day while you're hitting for singles and doubles, you look and you go, hey, I hit a triple today. Yeah, and that's happened. There's been, boy, there's been during this pandemic, I turned around and went, I lost a lot of money in March or April of last year. And then I turned around in September and go, wow, I made a lot of money this September year. September of 2020 or like right now? 2020. Okay, yeah. I went, wow, this is, we're still in a big chunk of the pandemic and- We're still in one right now. <laughs> the big hit we took in 2020 is now back plus a lot. Right, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So that's what our show's about today. So now my daughter knows what an ETF is and hopefully you guys too. I'm so happy you joined us please subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And we hope you learned something and we'll see you on the next one. The content on dads, daughters, and dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.